0: Hello and welcome to the Truck and Driver podcast. I'm Dougie Rankin and I'm joined by a special guest for this episode. It's Adé foster Forster. Um, you might have noticed um, some of the features in the magazine over the past few months have been done by AD and his son Zach, who've been out about as busy taking photographs at some events for us. Um, delighted to have you on the podcast, Aidee. How are you? How are things going for you?
1: Yeah, thank you very much for having me, mate. Uh, yeah. Uh... Not too bad, to be fair. Um, Just plodding on as you do, to be fair. Um, Quite happy.
0: So so how did you... Now, in terms of lorries, how did you get into doing all this photography um, with Zach? Um, Have you been photographing lorries for
1: quite a while, or is it like a new thing
0: that you've discovered that he is um, really into? Uh,
1: Well, to be fair, the photography kind of uh, came... um, it basically started at the the very first day of the first lockdown um i got a camera for my birthday uh, the year before and just kind of we just take some photos as that can see um we'd been attending um truck shows for a couple of years beforehand just so basically um for his enjoyment and we kind of went well if we're going to go to these truck shows um it's um we may as well actually get a proper camera and, and just get a decent quality for him. And then um, I kind of just went, obviously, I'm a, a father, an autistic child, and we just kind of put two and two together. Um, a friend of mine did a sticker for the back of my car just saying autism dad. And it just kind of went on from there. Uh, just took the plunge, um, went created autism dad photography. I think it was... March um, 2000, uh, 2020 and
0: yeah, right at the onset of the pandemic and basically the yeah, yeah. it's
1: like the first day of uh of the national lockdown so it was and it's just gone from strength to strength you know it's been um amazing um yeah you know so it,
0: tell us tell us a bit about Zach then how because Zach is obviously he's um he's autistic um, how, how old is he and um what sort of things um, have you found um, that you know is kind of was this kind of the first thing that you, you really took to that he's really taken an interest in?
1: Yes, yeah, so Zach, Zach is ten, um, and he's he's been diagnosed with autism for about um, for about five years now. Um, I, it, trucks have kind of um, helped him develop as this you know amazing young man um he's basically when he was about four or five he he wouldn't talk or anything like that um he was you could almost class him as non-verbal um and it was just basically me and my wife and my daughter as well uh as we were traveling down the m56 just um just talking about basically eddie stobart trucks um and just at first, it was just, a, there's an Eddie Stobart at Scania. Um, and he, just, he started to take an interest. He started to increase his vocabulary a lot more and we were able to work with him a little bit more if we kind of involved trucks. Um, and then it, from there, it was like it, the bug had kind of clicked in his mind. You know, he, he started seeing more Eddie Stobart trucks and it was just constantly focused around Stobart's. Um, but he wanted to know more his vocabulary increased Um, so like obviously the names of the uh, the female names on the front of the trucks and then obviously the fleet numbers and then he wanted to know more about um you know what type of truck it was and r450 the volvos with the 500 460s um and it's just grown and grown and grown to now he's his encyclopedic knowledge is just ridiculous. Um, and he's just absorbed it all from watching um, YouTubers like Stavros. Um, and obviously he talks in depth about the talk figures and the chassis bases and all this kind of stuff. Um and he just can reel off this information so quickly. And it's it's like there on um like on point. And he's even embarrassing truck drivers that, you know, it um you know it's 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 funny because um, he did it to um, a Joe Sharp's driver at uh, ADS. And he was he was in a S five twenty, and I just went, Zach, come over here. Come on, uh, how much torque has this five twenty got? And bang, two thousand five, uh, two thousand seven hundred newton meters. And the, the driver was like, Stake. "You are." I didn't even know he had that. And, you know, and he was talking about his chassis base and the alco You know that to us you know you know it's just one of them things you, know, you see alcoas and stuff like that but he can reel off 22.5 inch alcoas he, he there's this blue leap the size of the fuel tanks and all this kind of stuff
0: oh, that's brilliant. Uh, you know nice. and
1: it's <laughs> it's ridiculous how m- it, i mean he scares me with his knowledge to be fair some some of it i've tried to teach him and then he's learned so much more from um various media outlets like youtube and Tr- reading truck and driver to a, to a certain extent he, it's his attention spans not the best when he's trying to read and stuff because he just wants to look at the pictures or whatever um, wow. so it's just it's just amazing how far he's come um, and grown um
0: well, that's, that's so good as well um, that he's clicked and he's been he's been able to um, really take that on the unfortunate thing is these days that trucks technical specification listings are a bit harder to get hold of than they used to be, where they would really go into the most intense detail telling you about the spring types and everything like that. <laughs> and we actually we actually struggle to get a hold of them these days for specs in the magazine.
1: Um,
0: yeah, it... I say, but you used to get them a few years back, no problem at all. But it's great that he's got that. And it's also, um, you get to see the kind of good side of the sort of trucking community as well. Because it's it's something that the general public maybe wouldn't see a lot of, but obviously you've been out to a, a, quite a lot of shows and events now. And, you know, people have really taken them to taking them a heart and um, shown them shown them around the trucks and really um uh, supported them and and you as well on your on your journey.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, it's um a, a couple of years ago we were we were just a family walking around. You know, any like Peterborough. Or something like that, and this year went uh, our first show, which uh, party on the pitch. You know, we uh, we it was it was relatively small show considering it was only there was only about four hundred trucks there, maybe a little bit less, and we just about got round to see every single one of them because you know people are coming over. We were stopping to talk to people. Um, you know, he was he was in cabs pretty much all day. Um, you know, and going from just a family to that just walked around a show and you you may saw one or two people off Facebook or something like that that you kind of recognize to having your own stickers on a vehicle or seeing seeing someone and that they call you over because they recognize you from you know either our own pages or from like Swiss-ass truckers or something. So to go from that to that is just remarkable. And then, you know, to see Zach then react and he's like, hello, how are you, how are you doing? Is this your truck? And then within five seconds, he's in the cab revving, revving the nuts off it. It's it's mind-blowing, to be fair. And it's it's almost a blessing for us because you almost forget he's autistic and it's a place where we can relax as such. Um because we're able to just, you know, he, he just effectively becomes a ten-year-old boy that he can just go in and enjoy himself, really.
0: Yeah, that's great. So he's got the sort of confidence to like go up to drivers and ask them questions about the trucks, and you yeah. know, go and tell them things about the, tell them things about the trucks as well.
1: Yeah, that- definitely. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, again, a couple of years ago, he wouldn't have even. He would have told me to talk to the driver, and he would have just done laps around the truck, just looking at, um, just looking at the the fine details of it. Now he's, he's the one that's instigating that conversation with the drivers. Um, and again, it's them. I mean, nine times out of 10, they're more than happy to, you know, to walk around with him or, uh, let him into the cab. I mean, he, he, he did, um, Roy's auto has have got just, uh, taken delivery of an S six hundred and fifty um, only about a week ago. And it was, at. um, ultimate trucks this weekend just gone and the driver's like oh yeah, yeah. So walking him around showing him um because it was a wrecker and he was letting him press all the buttons for the boom and stuff and he goes there you go jump in and he turned the engine on for him and let him re- rev it and everything and it's just remarkable um how far we've come as a family and obviously how far he's come as well
0: no, it's great. That's such a, such a good news story, that. So where, where have you, what shows have you taken in this year? Because you did a couple for us. You've done ADS, which is um, in the magazine. Is it the one that's just come out now, it's in? Yeah, yeah. It is. yeah it's, that's um, the one that's just came out on Friday. We've got your write-up there from the, the sort of sweat-ass trucker's day out there. And you'd been to Party on the Pitch for us as well, hadn't you? Yeah. That par- was, that, was that the other one?
1: Yeah, Party on the Pitch. Um, There was ADS. Um we did Peterborough. Um we did two days at Peterborough because um we just thought we're just about getting round uh Whitchurch, then we thought uh, two days is probably gonna be about right for us to get round everything at uh, Peterborough and we still didn't get round everything to be <laughs> fair. It there was that was absolutely massive. Um we did another show motions show this weekend just gone. Um Uh, Ultimate Trucks which is further further south uh, of Telford Um, and then we've got one more which is Truckfest Northwest which is one that it was our very first show we went there so uh, we always tend to do that one as it's just down the road from us effectively.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great. Is it is it kind of um have you noticed it uh, with Zach with uh, schoolwork and other things? Is this is he changed and like developed off the back of what he's been doing with trucks? Is have other people kind of noticed a difference since all this has been going on as well?
1: Um not necessarily. Uh we we try to involve um, especially during the lockdown periods when obviously the kids had to stay, spend a lot of time at home, we try to involve um certain aspects of like either trans- cars trains planes trucks anything like that that he was interested in and try and develop mm-hmm. that into in or to try and develop a te- teaching type of routine for him as, as such yeah. Um because it, he's got such a short attention span in things that he's not particularly interested in like school work or anything like that yeah. then it becomes got, a lot harder just- so if you involve like Uh, a row of cars and you you start doing maths with him it he then he starts to get involved with it a little bit more or taking away if you take away four trucks or you know that type of thing which is Mm. basic stuff but to him he's then getting involved with it a little bit more and it's a bit more hands-on which i think he learns better from that way instead of just sitting there and writing like sums or whatever these days
0: so, yeah, no, that's, that's really good that you can use that to transfer it into other aspects of sort of learning as well. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. That's always, a, that's the, definitely the best way to go. I'd be like that, I'd be like that myself, really. like I'm, If there's something I'm not interested in, you know, my, I've got a very short attention span in it as well.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I, I, would... <laughs> I, I think, well, I, I'm definitely the same. You know, if I'm not learning with my hands or something like that, it's just, I don't, I, I, I'm poor at my attention span, to be honest. But yeah, it's um I, I think so a lot you, a lot of people are like that to be fair, you know, it's it, they mm, seem to but, learn better hands-on than um and just being black and white in front of you.
0: Absolutely. Aye. So your autism dad photography, that you've got that on social media, that's out on you've got it on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. Um are, are, you doing a, are you a TikToker as well?
1: Yeah, I do a little bit of TikTok to be fair, but um, uh, I mean, I've only posted about five or six photos, uh, photo, videos, um, and it's just basically um, this, this, the same type of thing. It's like I've got a couple of tea cabs at Party on the Pitch, uh, having a little bit of a rev competition. Um, the best one I've posted was with Chris Bradford's um, FH16. Oh, yes. um, Chris has been uh, quite a good. fit. I've, I was introduced to Chris through Roy Bartlem, who's a lad from Northern Ireland, who's good friends with Lucy Emma, um, and he's he was brilliant with Zach when we you know we said we came up to him said hello at party on the pitch and he was handing out gifts to us and stuff like that beanies and stickers sweets you name it and then he um he handed Zach there they had the cab over um like tilted over and they, they've i think they've finished and um, so they handed the control to zach and said right you drop it press this button away you go my film film it like took a minute for it to come completely back over to on top of the chassis and just see he was just seeing his reaction as he like ran off saying yeah i've done it it was just amazing <laughs> and you know chris has been um a, brilliant with me and, and and with Zach as well so uh, that that video was obviously uh, just went absolutely mental on TikTok to be fair that's
0: that's really good because eh? yeah. you're continuing about you're continuing to build up a following as you go out and do more events and uh, more people see the photos and and things like that and it's been it's been great to get a couple of articles published for you in truck and driver and we got them, um one of the uh, the models, didn't we? For the story of the
1: month. Yeah. Um that's that. how is the
0: how is the model doing? Because that's like a proper model truck. Is it out now? Is it out and getting used as a toy or is it in a display box?
1: Um, well, he's got um we've got two different sizes of models. You've got the one fifty scale, which is the one that you guys sent to us. Um, and he's got about seven or eight of them. And they are um uh, the kind of cats on like window sills or some flat. Like, I mean, he's got them downstairs at the moment and they're all kind of lined up um, and they're all taking pride of place. And he's kind of looking at them and taking photos with his tablet with them. Um, and then we've got the Oxford diecast, which are the 176 scale models. Um, now they're a hell of a lot cheaper than these uh, Cor- uh, Corgi and. Techno and yeah, WSI models. Um, so he plays with them, and he's got—I think—he's got over a hundred of them at the moment. Um, and they're all a lot of them already Stobart, and then you've got he's branched out to like. Uh, I'm just trying to think of any others now that he's got. It's just he's just got a Trevor Pie, ERF mm-hmm. um, with a fridge on the back, and he'll he'll either park them all up as like an rdc or something like that or he'll take all the trailers off and we have to line them up in a truck show um and he he'll do that for hours and hours and hours and so yeah he's got a lot of mod, a lot of the smaller models but the the bigger ones kind of yeah we're very gentle and look after them (laughs) because they are very expensive
0: uh, that's good. I wonder if I wonder if um, when he gets a bit older, uh, if he might get a bit interested in Euro Truck Simulator on the computer. Um, I was playing that. Have you Have you played that?
1: Um, I did download you it onto of- my laptop, um, but I've um, I, I kind of tried to play it on um, a controller, but ah. it just wasn't the same. I've I've watched um, like sort Squirrel on YouTube and his videos and stuff, and he's got. Like a manual, manual gear changes and all this kind of stuff. Proper steering wheel and like, oh it, yeah, it's I've just got I've safe. got that
0: set up. I, I I bought it because Renault sent me the game, and I decided to treat myself to a steering wheel and pedals. And I did buy the Scania gear shifter as well. Oh, okay. because I wasn't well, I wasn't going anywhere because of lockdown and things like that. You know, so I kind of indulged myself, and I've got the proper Scania manual gear thing for it. But it is. It's fantastic the way that it's set up because it is pretty much like driving a lorry, although the steering wheel's tiny. Um, but it was quite indulgent because it is expensive to get like a um, quite a powerful uh, bit of kit to run it, and you do really need the wheel for the full experience. But it's something that I, if I had got a hold of as a teenager, you would never have got me off it. Uh, just to, <laughs> it's just it's just proper. You can wipers, lights, hazards, horn, drop the axle. It, Lower that, um, raise the axle, and all that sort of thing. But it is really, it's a really interesting concept for getting kids interested in trucks. But it is also expensive to get the fuel. Kind of, yeah,
1: I, as well. So I was kind of involved with an Aaron during uh, the lockdown, whether to um, do do that. I was because I was kind of stuck with nothing to do. You know, um, the kids would be outside playing, and just like kind of twiddling my thumbs. Was like, I'd love to. Do it, but then the price and uh, to buy a big enough ah, computer, a... and then you've got the, as you say, the steering wheel, um, the oh, the gear, you know, thing. and everything. You know, it's it
0: does it does mount up quite substantially to get the full the full um, setup for it. I would be ashamed to admit how much I spent on the whole setup with the laptop and everything. But in my defence, I was trying to dilute. Um, the money that I earned from driving trucks, so they didn't take it all off me in tax, so something are trying to spend <laughs> it to, to, to get rid of it.
1: Yeah, it, I mean, it's Eurotruck Truck is. I mean, Truckers, I mean it, um, I've I've followed a couple of YouTubers for quite a while and their journey and how the games progressed and grown over the over the years. I mean, it's been out what six or seven, maybe even more. Um yeah, it's been out of
0: while now. Like to be yeah. fair, the graphics on it are a little bit old fashioned compared to the sort of the latest modern systems, but there is just so much it's just such an enormous game that you can sort of forgive it, forgive it that when it's yeah. got so much detail in it. Because you can set up the manual gearboxes so it will run it'll run like a sort of crash gearbox, so you can't just push the clutch in and change gear, it won't take it if you want to get into that detail. Yeah. Um I, I, but this
1: there's this it's almost limitless because you've got all these modders and stuff like that that can add so much more um diversity to the game you know you can uh, you can add bigger trailers you can add you know different tra- different trucks all the stuff like 164 oh, nice. and all that kind of stuff um so yeah it's it's come on so much but it'd be it'd be quite um it'd be quite good for potentially companies to go to schools and use this and use like a, a setup to like to high schools and, and let kids that are coming up to leaving age kind of drive Mm -hmm. a truck and stuff like that. And kind of use that as almost like a recruitment incentive and say, look, this is, you know, with, um, uh, I think Euro truck or, um, some company, a couple of companies actually do like, um, like rigs as well. So you can actually move with the cab a, a little bit. Oh yeah, there's um, a proper.
0: You get proper simulator outfits yeah. as well that people use. it's definitely, it's it's definitely a worthwhile uh, thing to consider to get more people into the industry. Because yeah. of course we are sitting as we're recording this. We're in the midst of. The driver shortage and everything, and we're having the, the fuel crisis at the moment, which isn't a fuel
1: crisis. Uh, yeah, exactly. Collective
0: right. mental health meltdown uh, um, by it's, hundreds of thousands of people. How's the how's the fuel situation around your way?
1: Oh well, I'm in I'm in Wales, so it's not. I mean, there's a few uh, the few. Uh, I went to one today, a shell, and it was empty. There was no fuel there.
0: Well, that's uh, there's no fuel left.
1: Yeah, no, no. uh, No. H, I think HGV was the only one there, and you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try and force a HGV nozzle down my car, and I wouldn't do that to Mm. HGV drivers anyway. But uh, half an hour later, I drove in. I went to I just uh, picked Zach up from school, and there was another one on the way to uh, one of our local spots where we take uh, photos from. Drove in, diesel, bang, happy days. There's no one on the phone, but it's just like... Yeah,
0: it doesn't seem to be as bad. and Up here in Scotland, it's not as bad either. It seems to be in England, and it's really crazy. People, I don't understand how they're they're still queuing up, waiting, trying to get fuel. Surely all the cars that don't really do much miles are filled with fuel now. People must be putting a tenner in every night and queuing an hour to do it. It's
1: really really strange. It just... Doesn't it just boggles the mind? I don't understand how it can go from. i I've, I'm sure I've seen a couple of your tweets where it's gone. It was perfect a couple of weeks ago. To now, mm. it's, it's, just, it's, it's. I don't. I do not get it. I don't get I mean, the mentality behind it. To be honest, well, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's. I think it's personally. I think it's media frenzy that have caused this to go way beyond. Anything that anyone can comprehend, so they've just gone. Uh, oh, BBC have said it right. Everyone flock out. Let's go and get. Let's go and fill the tanks. And it, it's. I feel sorry. I. I generally feel sorry for the human race when we react the way we are, filling and how selfish most of most of the the general public are. When oh, is- you know, and it's it, it was exactly the same with uh, panic buying during the lockdowns. It was, you know, and it's exactly the same with this. It just does not, you know, if we help each other, surely it's going to be a lot easier in the long run.
0: I mean, you know, I mean, in terms of getting more people into the industry, um, like lorry driving something that you're now looking into as well uh, as a possible career option for yourself. Um, Just before we started the recording, you'd mentioned that you'd, um, recently um put in for your medical
1: yeah so it's it's, lorry driving's always been uh something I've always wanted to do. Um I in all honesty I wish I'd even thought about this when I was a lot younger than what I am. because 'cause I'm just well turning thirty six next month. Um so I but I've always now it's it's oh um i've got to obviously take into consideration my kids and stuff like that with zach in such a routine um with with his autism and stuff like that um i work uh, currently i work uh mornings and afternoons so he knows i'm going to pick him up from school at least once every two weeks for a week every two weeks um so that's kind of put me off personally um we just thought, you know what, this is—it's even now, or I'm never going to get the chance to do it. So, just thought, right, let's let's get it done. Let, you know, um, I did think about it a couple of years ago. I approached um, Downton, who have a, a driver scheme, a young apprenticeship scheme. Um, but um, when they sent me all the pack and everything like that, I'd have been taking a massive pay cut to become an apprentice at 35. To then yeah. learn. And obviously, the the long run, it would have outweighed obviously this. But in the short term, you know, I've got to um, pay, uh, take a That's three pound, uh, you know, down exactly to seven like pound an hour. And then I've yeah. got to then get to work, get to run corn from North Wales. Then I've got to look after. Pay for you know family the bills and everything like that. It's just not feasible for me to go that way that way down the line. No. Um, you know, it and
0: is the, the issue that you get with a lot of support for HGV driving schemes is is you've got to be unemployed, and a lot of people aren't unemployed, and they are never going to be, but they would still like the opportunity to do it. So they need to kind of open that up, and as well, you, I think now you would probably find that you would be able to move into something quicker, but you wouldn't be subject to such an excruciating wage drop. But, you know, I think it, it, you're right. If there was ever a time to do it, now's the time. And, of course, you are now part of uh, the sort of lorry-driving sort of online community and things as well, which should, should really, I would hope, sort of help you in the long run. And maybe, you know, if you've got to, it, it might be a little bit difficult adjusting Zach's routine, but, if his dad's a lorry driver yeah. as well, you know, maybe that'll compensate for it in, in, in other ways as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, it's um, as you say, it's it's definitely the right time to do it. Um, obviously with the, the change in the rules and all that kind of stuff, which you know we'll probably touch on in a little bit later. But um yeah, it's it it as you say, with unemployed, I know in Wales there's schemes um that if you're an active job seeker you can actually get funding uh mm-hmm. from the welsh government or from you know local authorities to then be able to get them go forward and, and train and do your cat and then potentially uh i don't know if it goes on to then C plus E, but um but it, there's nothing for people who are actively working to them to then they'd have to you know i'd have to get made redundant or my company's yeah, making uh, me redundant, which is just not going to happen.
0: That's so. a frustrating, it's a frustrating thing. It's it's um, excluding a lot of people who want to do it, but is making it more difficult than it needs to be. And they, they need to look into opening it up, yeah, uh, the training up up more. So you're at the point where um, the drivers met. You're just at the point of doing the medical to get the provisional. Yes, but you won't you won't know at this point. Um, because we don't know at what point things change, where you can just go straight to C plus E, is it, that is, is that come in yet? Um,
1: um, well, I, I spoke to the the training school that um I've uh, that I've got my uh, information from. Um, I spoke to them last week, and they said, that, you know, there's nothing. They've not heard anything. They're not aware of any dates for when this is going to change and when they're going to um. Uh, Go to just C plus E. So, as far as they're concerned, uh, anyone yes. who comes forward to uh, that wants to train will just carry on doing their uh, the C license first. Mm. Which, for me personally, in my own, you know, I'm I'd rather even if I went for my C plus E, I'd mm. still do class two work first to get a foothold in the industry. I get you know to build myself up, build my confidence up. I wouldn't want to go and jump straight into a 44-tonne wagon because with very little training, um, you know, obviously the test and everything will have changed, but, you know, there's still an element of uncoupling, coupling and all that kind of stuff. So,
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, there is an awful lot that you will learn in a truck doing rigid work. A lot of rigid work is harder than arctic work as well. Yeah. Um, in terms of multi drops, tipper work can be a really good thing to get into. Um, that was one of my favourite jobs of lorry driving when it was in the, uh, an eight before um, tipper doing aggregates. I really enjoyed that job because it was Monday to Friday, and I was home every night. And yeah. was a really good, but uh, gave me a good routine, uh, exactly, which was exactly. a positive thing, which you wouldn't necessarily get um, with a lot of Arctic jobs. But the stakes become a lot higher than Arctic if you drive into a housing estate. Um, in the middle of the night in a rigid truck, then there's every chance you can reverse out. If you go in, in an Arctic and you're not too sure about reversing, then you can end up, you know, going viral and you've, there's videos of you trying to back the thing out.
1: Uh, and, yeah, it, you know. So
0: it is as as, as important to build up. It, that's a sensible way to look at it. I think there might be a lot of people who are just going to desperate to get out as quickly as they can into an Arctic, but, you know, things can go wrong for anybody, even experienced drivers, very quickly.
1: Well, um, yeah, I mean, you, you see it all the time on, on social media, you know, a, a, dr- a driver getting it wrong, um, hitting a bridge or or turning too sharply, you know, taking out a wall or something like that. Someone's always got a camera phone, you know, in this day and age, everyone's got a, a, a decent camera in their phone, on in their pocket, effectively. Um, so mistakes are a lot more publicized than what they used to be 10, 15, 20 years ago. You know, if if you hit a wall, you just kind of dealt with it with the with the person with the owner of that property. Now it's a case yeah. of it's then shared. The company then knows about it, you know, and it becomes a massive headache for the driver as well as the company that are getting bad press on social media, which is it can be evil. Uh, there's no oh. doubt about that with social media.
0: Summer's pretty much gone now. We're right at the end of September. You've got one more show to do then with Zach, which is Truckfest Northwest. And then do you have any sort of... Um, I've noticed you've done like sort of visits to places now and again. And do, you have, do you have any sort of things like that planned to go and visit individual hauliers or drivers? Um, well, um,
1: we've potentially got um, a local visit. Uh, well, a couple actually. Um with a couple of local hauliers um, that I've, uh, one was a company that kind of went above and beyond for Zach's birthday. They sent um, cakes and stuff like that for him. Um, you know, they're trying to get a, a model commissioned um, oh. and uh, in their colors, you know, and we've been to their yard, their old yard, um, but they've, they share it with about four other companies. It's quite a, obviously quite a big yard, but they kind of want their own kind of mm-hmm. place um, where they can set up their own garage and can obviously have their own maintenance and everything. Uh, so that's um, potentially going to be in November. So that'd be one to wrap up warm for. Um, we use we tend to try and do um, a, f- a festival of lights um, around Christmas time to celebrate. Um, um The Christmas lights turn on in the local village just just down the road in the oh. in Riffin. Um and there's usually about a hundred trucks that just kind of parade around and away they go. So we usually tend That's to fantastic. go there. Yeah, it's wow. it really. I mean, some of the lads go absolutely bonkers. You know, they've got lights where you wouldn't think you could put lights on a truck. Oh. Um Inflatable Christmas Father Christmases on the on the fifth wheel and everything like that, you know, and it's all, just basically all for the kids. And uh, it's just absolutely m- magnificent to see that, that ma- oh, that good. many lights in the castle market. It's brilliant. Um, oh, that's, yeah, that's it's, good. it's good. It's good fun to be fair as well. Cause it's, again, it's a local, a lot of local hauliers that we've, we've grown to know. And, um, a lot of drivers as well that obviously knows that quite well. So, um, there was plans to get him out a couple of years ago, but he, he kind of backed out of it. He just was, just didn't want to get in a truck at that time. So, um, never know. We'll still have to see if, if yeah. it's held this year, and if it is, and may potentially go out in a, in a truck at some point. So,
0: oh, that'll be fantastic! No, it, it's absolutely superb the way that this has all worked out for you from from you know just picking up that those those initial bits and pieces out from the stobart trucks and then getting so in depth and you know getting well known in the community it's, it's been fantastic for him and I think for, for you as well through the sort of last year and a half when uh, everybody's been under sort of considerable strain with it everyone with the pandemic.
1: Oh de- so, definitely you know he's he's um it's it's put me in a in a in a better place mentally. That's for that's for sure. You know, um I, I can go out, we can go out to, I mean, we were at a show yesterday, uh, not yesterday, on Sunday, and just being able to chat away to, to drivers and seeing how happy it is, obviously, is going to translate to me being happy. Um, You know, and we can relax with it. We're around friendly people. And it, it just takes a lot of pressure off you. You know, you can, you can just be yourself and, um chat away and take photos and stuff like that, which is just phenomenal. It's, it's been a blessing in disguise for, I think for both of us to be fair. And, you know, our, the family's been my wife and daughter and, and mother-in-law, mother-in-law as well. You know, they have come along they've supported him. You know, they're my, my daughter's kind of umming and iron weather to start a YouTube channel as well with filming and for him and stuff like that, which potentially could help us or help him as well. So, that, Definitely. That's something that we're umming and in weather to do at the moment. And my daughter's she's the, the tech savvy one out of all what's, of us. What's heard. her name? Uh, Maya.
0: And w- w- you better you better give your give your wife and um, your mother in law a shout out oh, as well.
1: Yeah, so, name. yeah, so <laughs> um Emma's my wife, and um, uh, my mother in law, Pauline. She's um, they've they've all been so supportive of myself and obviously and Zach as well. You know so. Uh, without without them we wouldn't be able to, to do or enjoy it as well as what we would. So um, no, that's perfect perfect family to be fair. Apart from oh, when boring. she wants to kill me for not doing something, but all wives want to do that, <laughs> don't they? Uh, I don't know. I'm
0: I'm single. I was
1: my two <laughs> cats, mate, <you> know? <laughs> to be fair, anyone that's anyone that's gonna to listen to this will probably agree with you more than anything. Yes, It's just stay single. I think... stay single, avoid <laughs> the hassle.
0: To everybody that's listening, go check out Autism Dad photography across all the usual social media channels and things. Um you'll see where, uh, all the Zach's adventures and, and things. It, it's a fantastic story. You'll also see uh, some of his pictures um in Truck and Driver in the current issue, the October one, where they went to the ADS truck parkings, uh the Switass event and Hopefully, we'll be seeing some more stuff from you guys soon, oh. um, as we follow Zach uh, on his um, journey and you as well. So, let's say thanks very much for uh, coming on the podcast, Eddie, uh, and uh, we look forward to um, seeing you getting on the road in due course. I do hope.
1: Fingers crossed, mate. That's the um, that's the the long term plan. To be fair, um, I just want to uh, well, say thank you for obviously for you, Dougie, and all all the team at T&D for um, kind of getting us involved it's um we've we've read truck and driver for quite a number of years and to see first off our photos and then obviously to be invited to do a few articles was it's you know that personally i think truck and driver is the like the mecca of 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 truck magazines obviously the, the, the the other guys are good but i think um i'm not blown spoke up your backside there either um i just think that you know truck and driver is probably is the best one out there so um thanks very much
0: that's um, that's what we're here for
1: (laughs) exactly mate you know but to have our um our photos and zach's journey and stuff like that in in your magazine is is um and to get the reaction that we got from the ass truckers as well was just phenomenal um and it is it's a proud moment for, for myself and, and for the family as well. My my mum's bought about three copies of everything so well.
0: Oh brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> glad, to, glad to hear it. Cool. Well, thanks again, Eddie, and I'll be looking forward to catching up with you again
1: soon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on, mate. It's been a pleasure. No problem. Take care. Okay.
0: Thank you, cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, thanks. Bye. thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk, where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.